The days grew progressively hotter as they shifted into June. Masses of grey clouds began to move across the sky with their message of deliverance. And all at once, Monsoon arrived in a tearing hurry with a raging wind driving the dust before it. Cattle came charging home through the blinding dust, lowing and stamping and pounding at the bamboo fence. Cowherds worked frantically at the barrier, tikis and loincloths, blowing erect. Trees bent back, their branches streaming like wild hair, dancing a desperate dance in the wind, a dance in which the weak and the frail fell, never to rise again. Crack and crash they went, while the wind whistled wickedly, lashing the earth as it tore along. Crack and crash went the thunder, and flashes of lightning, for brief seconds, flooded the scene in an eerie yellow-gray light. Then suddenly the rain fell in mighty drops, pinning the dust back to earth, dust to dust. The wind dropped, and the rain came down as if the sluice gates of heaven had burst open, and you could smell the parched earth's cool, fragrant bath. For days it poured and poured. The ice melted up in the mountains to swell the rivers and the floods came in leaping, rolling sheets, spreading out across the hungry land with glorious silt. There followed monsoon days when the world was glassy green. Paddy seedlings in the waterlogged fields where they had been transplanted in even rows Six inches apart, stood in still water, no longer churned and muddy, but calm and lucid, reflecting white puffs of cloud sailing across a silky blue sky. Clouds were always on the move. The wind meant business up there. Whipping the clouds into diverse shapes, it drove them relentlessly across the sky, from horizon to horizon, till the sun went down. Then they seemed to stop, transfixed, in a tableau of immense fairy tale figures to wish the day goodbye. It was the end of a grand performance and a perfect day. The night fell glumly. Thick grey clouds spread across the sky, and it began to rain without stop. The orchestra of monsoon creatures struck up in the paddy fields. Miles and miles of bullfrogs, with their voices, raised to the rain gods in a great, rasping symphony of Goon Gun. Nearer home, a mixed insect band strained to compete with the bullfrogs. There were insect violins, flutes and sitars, and a choral group that swelled out in harmony, if not melody, with sudden impromptu solos by more spirited members, talent being no criterion for the airing of voices. Mosquitoes had their clear nasal sopranos and sang lustily, if anything did, for it was bloodlust. Every mite had a voice to air in the night, some sentiment to express, undampened by dampness like everything else those days. But a different kind of performance had been played out that day at Harry's place.